the best part of your week is about to begin. This is the time where we talk shop, swap stories, and share lessons from our wild adventures in the creative industry. With each and every lovingly crafted episode, we strive to bottle that magic, warm, electric feeling you get after coffee with a new friend or attending a fantastic breakout session at a creative conference. You might start as strangers, but you'll leave as friends. Buckle up, settle in, and get ready for this episode of Making a Mark. Hello and welcome to another episode of Making a Mark, the show where we bring on fantastic creators and ask them one big creative question. I am joined, as always, with my dear friend, colleague, just plain old Ashley, no intro, Ulmer today. <laughs> Hello, Bright Cole. How are you today? I'm doing. I'm, I'm doing. I'm here, baby. We're doing it. Nice. The the yeah. Some some weeks it feels like you're just trying to like power through and get yeah get, get at least not drop anything. I think that's the key. Is you, maybe you didn't crush it, but you didn't drop anything big. And sometimes that's the the W for the yeah. Week. But we're not. Here I've to definitely talk about me. Well. You know, we might as well, you know, it's kind of like project might managing as well. might as well, you know, it's fine. Ah. Um, yeah, no, I've had, I had, uh, last week I was, I had a week like that. Like, I'm like, I feel like I did literally, I, I get down on myself. I'm like, I feel like I didn't get anything done this week, but then I'm like, you know yeah. what? I was like crushing it in the mom game last week. So I'm like, that's just, that's more important See, than my job. So no it's kids fine. died, you know, yeah, you, you they're all well, your spouse, Right. No clients yeah. fired you. Like, yeah. did you get everything done? Maybe not. But like all the all the stuff happened. <laughs> she said, mm, maybe maybe one client fired you. Hey, but know, if, you gotta, if you got to pick between like safe, happy family and happy clients, you always got to keep oh, the, the family. 100 percent. Yeah. Man, look at us like a bunch of professionals over here, like kind of kind of teeing up the, the conversation today. Just talking about our yeah. lives mixed in with uh well i feel like this little intro we kind of always have to do this because un like unbeknownst to our listeners like you and i literally don't speak at (laughs) all until right now like throughout the week like this is the one time we talk so it's kind of like a catch-up moment you know or a two-minute thing or whatever i don't know yeah, podcast listeners, you guys can just fast forward another four minutes. Uh, this is me and Ashley's time, and then we'll get back into the episode shortly. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, but for real, let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Who do we have joining us today? We have the amazing Carrie and Trace with us today. What? What? Hey, guys. Guys, thanks for joining us today. Howdy. Hello. He said howdy because he's from Texas. Y'all are not, y'all are so fun. This little intro, I'm like giggling over here. I'm <laughs> y'all, y'all are cute. Wow, this is great. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, yeah, we uh, we, we think. Hey, if, if we're not going to learn anything, if you get nothing else out of the episode, at least it feels like you had fun with some friends. That that's our goal anyway. Yes. Um, I do have to say, sorry, podcast listeners, y'all aren't going to get to experience this. You should check it out on YouTube. Uh, but both of you guys have very cool, very organized, clean offices. Uh, I love that. That's a, it's a, it's a nice, nice little thing you have going on back here. Yeah, heck yeah, they are nice. Trying, trying. This trying. is a, a spare room that we have in our house, and, and so we always like to have a creative space. It's actually in the works, but um, mm. I guess it looks kind of cool. Yeah. It sure looks cool. I also heard, I think it was Nick, Nick Goodner said, uh, why are we selling homes with dining rooms? Like, I feel like uh, in this day and age, home offices should be the the thing that every house has. 
And I emphatically agree. We literally looked for that in in the, the house we bought here. But um, guys, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the audience here? Uh, just tell us uh, who you are, where you're from. And uh, yeah. Carrie, why don't you go first? For sure. So I'm Carrie Acevedo. <clears throat> I'm from Miami, Florida. And um, I'm Puerto Rican as well. I was born in Puerto Rico, but my parents moved over here. And um, Miami's been home, and I've been uh, in the creative industry for some time. Oh, I love your dogs. So oh, cute. thank you. you. <laughs> and um, I've done different things in the creative industry. I've owned a studio with my husband. I've worked at several churches. I've done client work, fun things like that. So that's kind of my background. Right now, I just had a baby seven weeks ago. And so I'm kind of in a, a maternity leave, although I'm not really doing a lot of the leave part. Um, and so I'll be getting back to work soon. <laughs> Congratulations. That's the, nice. the most fun time when there's so little like that. That's so cool. Yes. Yeah, oh, fun. man. Emphatically disagree, Ashley. But I'm glad you're, you have a, a healthy baby and, and life is going. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of like, all right, let's get you. Let's get you a little bigger. Let's get you sleeping through the night. <laughs> interact with dad. Let's play. Um, tiny baby phase is, is special and nice. Well, because it's but, special for moms. I think it's more special uh, for moms because dads just can't. They don't get it at that point. They have to wait till they <laughs> can throw the ball. You know. I'll hold. I'll hold the burrito all day, but it just you can't <laughs> pales in comparison to having a fun conversation. That's true. <laughs> all right, Trace. How about you, my dad, my guy? I uh, what's up? Uh, we could just keep talking kids if you want. I have a new baby as well. Uh, so that's like my, my brain is in. Yeah, we can just talk about kids. I'll actually totally break your theory and say that I also like the baby stage. Sorry, that's kind of what it is. It's like yeah. so much easier to me right now. Like I have a three-year-old and then I have a newborn and that three-year-old has opinions. So <laughs> the newborn just kind of like falls asleep on dad and she's Rolls. so sweet. The other one is like, <laughs> I will... I will kill you before I put my shoes on and don't ever talk to me again. Um, Wait till they're 12. I know, dude. It's, Wait. <laughs> it's well. um, my name is Trace Garner and uh, I am in Houston, born and raised in Houston, Texas. And I am married to a designer. We met in design school and college. And uh, since then, I have had a few different stints and positions in agency life from a designer to into like a UI UX designer uh, and, and, and branding and then um, into helping start an agency specifically for branding and launching churches. Uh, and the current kind of season I'm in right now uh, is about a about two years I've been uh, doing freelance um, branding and creative direction for other agencies. So I've kind of w had this model of, Whoa. of working with what? Yeah. Well, I just love that you're the, you're the cobbler or you're the, the shoemaker for cobblers. Like you said, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll so, help so, the agencies yeah, do so, their branding. So I've broken away. I've like tried to kind of break away from just working directly with the client, like partnering with an agency to help their client work. And, um, and that's what I'm doing and that's where we're at. Awesome. I love that. I love that. That's great guys. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed, but also slightly bummed that in, in all that conversation, neither one of you did any gratuitous name dropping. And since you didn't, I won't, but if you're going to, if you want to go look them both up, they've worked at uh, some, some pretty impressive places. And I, I, 
I really choo- am choosy about the guests that we have on the show, and uh, I think that they've got some fantastic insights to offer into our topic today. But before we get into that, Ashley, what are we doing in this segment? We've forgotten it the past two episodes. Oh, yeah. What are we doing yeah, right see, now? Yeah, see, I was about to forget. We're going to do um, <laughs> how – what do we problem. call it? What do we call it? It's uh, called How It's Made? Yeah. Is that the official yeah. name? Yeah, yeah it's how it's going to tie in with the name of the podcast, of course. Yeah. How it's made. All right. We're, what we're going to do is we're going to pull up your feeds. Oh, here we go. Okay. Ashley Let's has go. picked out a thing that you've made. Yes. Oh, you should pick the baby. That would have been great. You made the I, baby. Yeah, you know what? I was <laughs> Tell going us about to. that process. I was going to do that. I thought that would be super <laughs> funny, but then I decided not to. <laughs> So I chose this one because I thought it was cool because it's shown uh, your work that you've done for VU uh, throughout the year. So I just, you know, I know obviously like they're all made differently, but I just thought it'd be a fun talking point to kind of go over, you know, your work you've done for them. Yeah. So um, these are some of the collection, we call them collections, um, the sermon series. And so these are some of the favorite things that um, I've been a part of creating for VU. And so um, I guess I can talk about them generically in terms of how, how I approach them. Sure. Yeah. Cool. However you want to talk about it. Yeah. This open so, question. I guess um, I try to treat, well, a lot of the design that I do, um, I tend to lean into the art side of things. I just enjoy it. And so when it comes to artwork for a collection of talks, that's, that tends to be the approach that I take. And so I kind of treat it like a canvas and um, I'll try to figure out the mood and the vibe that I want to go for, what I want to communicate with the art. In the context of church, I'm also trying to um, give it some form of like an industry standard treatment where somebody who's unchurched will be able to mm. relate to it and yeah. see it for what it is rather than a church graphic. Yeah. And because um, a lot of what I'm trying to do through the art that I do um, with the church is I'm trying to create bridges for the church and people that don't go to church. And so um, I like people to look at this and say, hey, that's really cool, regardless of whether it's for a church or not. And so I that's tend good. to set myself uh, a high standard um, for my like I'll challenge myself with every project and see what I can kind of come up with and that's kind of what I do and so I'll try to focus a lot on what I'm trying to convey out of the artwork emotionally mostly Mm -hmm. um, so that people can relate to it without making too many opinions in their head if that makes sense before interacting with the content so that's my overarching approach that's awesome I love it yeah Trace my guy Ashley, which What's one up? did you pick? This now? is so funny. Um, I picked the awesome. the flower, the wood. So the top, oh. the middle top. Oh yeah. Right. Um, so, so I'm aware weird. of trace makes, but I haven't gotten the pitch on it. Like what's uh, what are you, what you doing dog? This is hilarious. Cause I was like, you're going to go to my Instagram. It's just my kids. Like I'm, I was thinking I was going to ask you a question. This is I great. I sent Ashley both and she picked this one. This yeah. is great. So um, I, I, I got, okay, so I got a degree in painting. Like my college degree was actually in painting. And I just did, I, I got into graphic design at the same time. Cool. And that's where I was like, okay, I'm going to make money here. But I really wanted to, I, I, got, a, I got a degree in painting. Um, and that's not this necessarily to be like a seal of kind of like uh, authority or justification for this. But it's just like 
more to say that's really what I was super interested in and fixated on. Yeah. Um, and I'd been doing a series of like trying to produce a series of work like every two years, three years. And then that three year mark was actually 2020. And then I didn't, or two year mark. And then I didn't because uh, we were like not knowing what was going on. And so now this is the first like painting series I'm going to be, I'm going to do. And the, um, in the, like in the past, like four years, um, I've decided to kind of like isolate this, um, this mark of this, this, like this flower, Mm -hmm. uh, which started off as just like a general scribble that was on quite a bit of my other pieces, um, before this series. And I just kind of isolate it and then try to do it a million different ways and kind of, uh, expound Mm. on this like singular thought and this specific series, the thought and the concept is growth. And so like expounding upon how people experience growth, what it takes, what it takes away from you, the validity of it, like what you actually grow through. Um, and so I've decided to like build out that mark in a bunch of different interpretations. And, uh, there's going to be a show, February, uh, March 31st here in Houston. If anyone wants to fly down, let's go. Nice, um, that's a, so I'm going to do a, a little gallery opening at a, at a show and, and that's it. That's awesome. So like, as yeah, far no. as like the actual wood cutting, are you using like a glow forge or what are you, are you mm-hmm. like? So, so it started with, uh, one of them you start, Oh, the, the, the top middle one that has the, the flowers on the, yeah. Or even the one that the blue one below that too, like, is that paint and epoxy or. Yeah. Yes. That one is paint and epoxy. So go back to that first one. I'll show you the Genesis. I cut out, I used to cut them out by hand. Uh, next one, the little black one was the very first one I ever cut out with hand, but by hand. Um, I, there's now about like 80 of them. And so the last 50 have been by a laser cutter and they're on okay. like quarter inch birch. And, um, Sweet. and so, so that's how they're getting made faster. What, and, what did you use? I'm sorry. I'm like super interested in this cause this sure. is like, I'm wanting to do kind of stuff with wood. And yeah. so what did you use by hand to cut? That up? is, um, uh, not particle board, but it's like M, not MDF. Maybe it's MDF. It's like the softer super tight tightly compacted uh wood and so it it it, it cuts really easily oh, and wow. i used and i used like a quarter inch bandsaw so it's like okay you can you can like stop the saw take the blade out and then place the wood through like drill a hole and then place the saw through that to like do the internal spots okay like yeah. one of those took like an hour and a half like that big. oh wow so okay was, or like an hour it was a minute uh oh. so yeah that's awesome the other stuff was all laser and then yeah i'm doing like this series of like what i'm calling the what i'm calling the petri dishes where like the little circle ones where you're kind of like isolating a color and using like yeah. playing with color a little bit yeah and that those are all in resin and there's quite a few of those Sweet. that like will kind of be hung up together yeah, yeah that's color awesome. theory i love me some yeah, resin that's awesome Very yeah, cool. yeah and that's my yeah, office yeah. that's where i work in a garage oh, okay cool <laughs> oh nice yeah, Doug, your office is so. I mean, your your garage is so organized and like labeled and and like yeah, exact from what I've seen. Yeah, anyway. yeah. I haven't been to it. But. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. Well, cool guys. <laughs> um, Ashley, what are we talking about today? We're talking about project management. Woo! I'm uh, every I'm not designer's lie. favorite topic. Right? Yeah, literally, like <laughs> managing projects or staying organized, like gives mm-hmm. me bubble guts. Like that's like my least favorite thing about work. Like I hate 
I hate it. Yeah. That's fantastic. I don't mind it too much, but. I love it. I think there's. So let's talk. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I, uh, no, I think that there's a ton of people that can uh, empathize with you there, Ashley. And I mean, even some of our past guests, like you've heard like, hey, wildly successful designer, creator, videographer, whatever, like their spouse runs their books or they hire out, you know help like just staying on top of, of, of organization items. Um, and then I think uh, interestingly, the, the three of us here on this call, like we, I, I enjoy it. I, d- I definitely enjoy creating more, but there is like, it feels good to like know that my people are handled. And I think one of the reasons I get passionate about it is not because, you know, spreadsheets are super sexy or fun or like what I do in my spare time, but more because like, if you are crushing the management of a project from the, like, I know all my items are being executed to the client facing aspects of that, the benefits allow me to do more of what I love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like if clients are happy, they're oriented in the process. If I know I'm not missing things, if I'm thinking less about what items need to happen or, you know, what's included in this process, et cetera, then that means my brain is freed up. Like the still grueling work, but it's it's like steps. We're following a recipe, yeah. and then all yeah. my creative energy is spent on projects. Same thing for um, teams and, and things like that. But um, I would love to to kind of just go around and talk about. Um, I don't know, like what 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 do you what is your normal uh, approach to project management look like? And it could be I have nothing, my hair is on fire and I just kind of like <laughs> wing it week to week, Ashley, if that is your world, like that, that's fine. I, let's just kind of get yeah. a baseline of like where, what everybody does and yeah. how it relates to maybe your job. No. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I've worked at agencies throughout the year. So obviously I've been involved with project management as far as not me managing it myself, but following like, you know, the standard or the, you know, the rules and all that, how we did it, um, which is good. But for me, like as a freelancer, um, the majority of my career, I've been a freelancer. Um, how I do it is literally as basic as, um, you know, I have a client who's interested in a project. Um, they pay their invoice. Once their invoice is paid, it's like about a two and a half, three week turn time. And I just put them on my list and I have a running list of, I use Todoist, um, a running list of when due dates are. And I just go down my list and that's literally how I do it. And then I just, I keep, you know, in contact with clients throughout the process. Um, but they know for the, you know, upfront, it's about two and a half weeks, three weeks. And then once it's done, then we go back and forth any changes from there. But yeah, just, that's literally as simple as what I do. Awesome. I guess I'll go next. Yeah. Or did you have something else? Well, no, I was just gonna. I was just gonna say I love Todoist also, and I've used that one for a while. And there was a time where I only had Todoist, and then kind of started bumping into like, oh crap! Like there are too many clients, and projects are expanding, you know, further out mm. to where like it, I don't, I don't want to say I outgrew the tool, but like it, I needed something to help me keep the plate spinning better. Yeah, yeah. But I, I love that approach of like, don't over engineer. Especially yeah. if you don't like already geek out on that stuff. Like, no, I think a lot of people like crap yeah. project management means I'm sending a weekly email to clients. I have my own dedicated click up or, you know, base camp account. And I'm like doing all this extra busy work. Like, don't don't mess with that. It, the system should serve you. Yeah, 100 percent. I love what you're saying. Don't over engineer. That's really cool. Um, I guess for me, I enjoy the the process of creating a lot and 
And I think being organized is part of a successful process. I kind of see project management as part of the act of creation. And so I'm like, but I think it's also part of my personality because I do know my husband, for example, is similar to Ashley where he, it's not something that he loves to do. Um, but I'll, it's definitely something that I'll, it'll be like one of my first steps when I um, start a project and depending on what I'm doing. So I've done it for clients in an agency space. I've done it for myself. I've done it with teams within a department space and I've done it across departments for larger projects, like a conference or something like that. And so um, definitely I, I'll love a base camp, a project brief, setting everything up properly. You have your assets folder. Everybody has clarity on what they need. And so that's kind of my approach. I'm super geeked about it. Although it does get a little annoying and I do tend to get frustrated when I end up being more in that space, in the creative Yo. space, if that makes sense. But it definitely is something that I enjoy setting myself up for. Let me ask you this, Carrie. Is it, what's your favorite size of project to deal with? Because you mentioned like kind of a pretty wide range there, like obviously on, on a freelance side, like just managing yourself or maybe you and your husband all the way to you're an interdepartmental liaison for a big conference push. Like, you know, where along that spectrum are you like, Ooh, that's the sweet spot. This is what mm -hmm. I love the most management wise. I tend to fall more in the larger projects because I like to work with other people. I think my strength relies in creative direction. And so my skill set is very good in that aspect and keeping things organized. We're headed towards a certain direction. And I, I need other people to write copy, to illustrate, to put the layouts together, to do the video. Cause I don't, I don't always, I don't have the, the entire tool set. So I tend to enjoy larger projects, but obviously that has a cap cause the bigger it is, if I'm overseeing the conference, for example, yes. And I have to oversee operations for the merch store and things like that. Then it gets a little, yeah. a little too much, but that tends to be my favorite kind of scope. Hmm, okay. Interesting. Because I, I don't like people, so I prefer only <laughs> managing myself. And uh, I also really love the work. Um, yeah. And so, like, I, I'm always got an eye on, like, you know, I've never managed a team more than, you know, four or five people. Um, but even as those teams started to get to that, like, five-ish range rather than the two range, I was like, oh, I don't like this. More and more of my day is talking about great work rather than doing great work. Yeah. And yes. that's not to say that's, that's true for everybody. I, I think, um, you know, some people are like truly in their like sweet spot when they are casting vision rather than, you know, pushing pixels around. But yeah. What about you, Trace? Where do you, where do you see yourself in that mix? Um, I, I think, uh, well, Carrie, we like, I learned a lot from Carrie. I'll say this real quick. Like you were one of the first people that showed or like that introduced the, um, like the make day idea, like of like putting a day in your calendar to specifically oh, yeah. make. Um, that was something that a lot of people, uh, I like in my circle brought up and talked about. And so I think you absolutely have a gift in, in like how to manage your time that way. Super, super cool. Um, okay. and I think, I think that was really special. I, I, my current like workflow kind of, it's kind of like uh, split how I have to manage a project. I kind of have what I do and um, 
and managing myself. And then I am piggybacking off management systems that are used from different agencies. So if I was putting together a kind of system, then I would probably go a similar route where I would, even if you work at an agency or at a church, um, I would have some sort of like personal organization, some sort of way to catch your ideas, thoughts, like all of those things. I would have all of that personally and then have a system that could generally, that could capture that larger scope at the same time. I will, I, I use notion as that kind of like that net to catch everything. And there are probably way better people to build templates and use notion in like all kinds of like cool ways with some like APIs and some, all this like automated stuff. I have uh, my pages, they look, they look fine, but like, I just have pages for specific projects or themes or different things like that. But the really the, like one of the things that I did, that's like, been so helpful is just a shortcut on my iPhone to a specific page that's called like, um, that's called like, um, what a quick note, essentially like a quick, this was before Apple did their quick notes. Okay. And like really what it is, is sheet or whatever for the day. Yeah. And, and every single day at like 9am, I have 15 minutes. This is getting into my point number two, every single day at like 9am for 15 minutes, I have like, I review what I've like kind of things that I've thrown down and I've, I've thought and I place them where they need to go in the timeline or anything like that. So like, a, there's never re, like, I'm, I know exactly where wandering thoughts go. And then I have a time every day to like reorganize mm. those. And so the point two to having like a net need a net to like catch everything is like calendar blocking is I yep. like essential. I feel like for any, for any creative who wants to feel like they have control of their life or like has, they, they, they have the time to actually get the good work done. Um, if anything, you'll learn quickly how long things take and you can adjust pricing, adjust like scope and scale or how quick things get done. You realize that you can knock out specific parts of the project quicker. It, it's just really helpful to like start that process so that you can get control of your life a little bit. So that's, that's kind of so level. interesting. Cause I literally, I don't do that at all. I just literally do like a list based system. Like I'll write down, like I, it, every morning when I start work, I have to physically write it down on a notepad, like what I'm doing that day. Otherwise I won't do it. And that, mm-hmm. it, that even goes to like, Hey, I need to do whatever house stuff, laundry, whatever, I have to write it down or I will, I will forget. Um, but I've tried 100%. doing the time blocking thing, mm-hmm. but for me, it's always, it's hard because like I'll block a time. Like I'll be like, okay, from one to two 30, I'm going to do whatever. Mm-hmm. But then if that time runs over, then I feel like my whole list is just completely jacked. So like, it's yeah. harder for me to like constrain the time. Cause I don't really like I don't know. I, I don't you're, know. I, you're, I struggle you're probably with putting that. too many things on your account. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's great to, it's a great revealer of like, oh, I'm giving myself too much to do, yeah. which I, yeah. that was happened. That happened to me like right off the bat. I was like, I'm going to do research, mood boards, review the surveys, start the logo, yeah. pick up a color palette, and then it'll be minutes. 4 p.m. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. what are we talking about? Like, <laughs> and see, and and the, you got to spread it. Yeah. That's so interesting because I was literally thinking about that this week that I feel like I really struggle with like what I call like project overwhelm. Like, like Uh if I have, if I feel like I have too much to do, I just won't do any of it. And then it starts to like compile. So it's like hard for me. Like I get overwhelmed when I'm like, I know I have to do this, 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 and this. I'll just like sit there on it and I won't do anything. So like, 
I don't Actually, know. It's hard for that me just, to. No, that that just means you're a bad person and you're less <laughs> like a designer. That's terrible. That's <laughs> just a terrible no one person. Else, I know. No one else can relate to that at all. <laughs> you're just no. really stupid. I know. It's crazy. <laughs> no, it's I a, think that a I think there's a ton of people that, uh, regardless of what how quote unquote good or natural you are at project managing, you know what system you use, whatever. Uh, we all definitely hit that wall of oh my God, how am I going to get all of this done? And we all have our different like panic modes, right? Or, or, or things that we get into on it. And uh, kind of going back to what I was saying before, like you, whatever your system is, and you've got people who like swear by Evernote or uh, Basecamp all day. I don't give a crap about like what system it is. But the fact that like you have a thing, you have a plan, like what Trace was saying, like I don't do that thing he said where he like, reviews all of his loose wandering thoughts and like compiles them. But I do have things that I do every week and like my bedrock stuff. So I know anytime I'm looking, trying to remember something, like I go to this place for that or anytime I'm trying to figure out what's important this week, I go to this place for that. And if you don't have those, uh, you know, things going on in your life and regardless of what platform it is or how complex it is, you're going to feel you're hamstringing yourself, I think, because uh, mm. I, I mean, similar to what we were just talking about before. And actually, I'm not I'm talking to the universe, not you. So don't don't take this as like, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Josh sure. fixing Ashley. <laughs> but I'm saying I, like what I've experienced is uh, it's allowed me the, the better my systems are set up, the more work I can take on and still ship and not feel like a maniac because there yeah. are currently. I, I haven't checked in a second, but I think it was like 55 open projects in my Airtable. And that would have horrified me two years ago because I would feel like I need to like know what the status of all yeah. this is. And I do. But it's a, it's as simple as possible. Like it's literally a spreadsheet. It's not a big like expanding list of stuff because it's just for me. Nobody else is seeing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like just knowing, okay, this thing is ready. This thing's waiting on the client. I don't think about it. And I literally just look at, hey, this stuff is drop dead. These three items are due this week. You got some other changes you need to fit in there. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of reverse engineer my week and go, all right, got to ship these two logos. Um, and then these nine little things are waiting on changes, edits, communication, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I got to like put my big pieces into the week and then fill it up around. Uh, but I chronically do exactly what you were talking about. And even I've got all these systems and architecture and ideas and proof of whatever. I still overfill my week. And then we hit Wednesday night and I go, oh, God, I'm behind on six things. I got to go re-project manage the last half of my week. The mm. system failed. But um, aside from me just trying to shove too much stuff into the system, generally, you know, whether you're motivated by money, time, comfort, life, like accomplishment, I think that they will help you get to a better place. So whether yeah. you're over, over a team of people you want more time to make like Carrie and Trace are talking about or you want to make more money, like a really good system will help you to spend more time doing the things that you want to do. Yeah, for sure. Well said. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think so. And um, also with, with teams too, um, because you're managing so many people at the same time. And so <laughs> – and every, there's deadlines across, especially in the church world, there's deadlines across deadlines across deadlines. And so um, having a, some form of system, whether I think what to Ashley's point in terms of you called it, what was it? Uh, 
project over project overwhelm that's what i call it (laughs) i think we all feel that you know to some degree and it's just a matter of uh, what josh is saying i think there's always a point where you kind of got to maybe reevaluate your project management and see if oh did i nail it did i not and i think a lot of that in the client space is a little bit different because sometimes I think a lot of the delays in the client space tend to be on the client, not necessarily mm-hmm. on you. Yeah. And um, the church space is a little different where maybe it's the opposite. It's maybe a little bit more on the creative department because of all that the creative you, department you constantly services. have a wish list on your, on your desk. Yes. Mm. And so um, it's a matter of constantly always evaluating things, but in the, I think in the church world, having a sense of how long things take is really important, which is something that I, I spent a lot of time doing and trying to learn Um, because in the church world, I don't think there's a cap. The agency, I think kind of protects or kind of shields. This is the project and they handle a lot of the client relationship, whereas the, the creative department in a church is all of those things. And so I have to create the project and I have to set the expectation and a lot of that is also learning, okay, how long does a sermon collection take and the deliverables for that one project compounded by X, Y, and Z across the board, you know? So yep. I think at the, yeah. at the end of the day, we all have our preferences, you know, but I think project management in the industry that we're in is to however you do it, it's like do or die, you know? Mm. <laughs> well, especially in the church context, I think I, I can sp- I've seen both sides of like the system being broken on the creative side. They're like, you know, I, I am constantly being thrown more things than we can possibly stomach. No one understands that. And they just think that, um, you know, like we, we will work 24 hours a day and we can like come up with an idea like in eight seconds. And so there's that, you know, uh, I need them to understand and them being the clients or the the ministries within the church. Um, and then the other side of that is uh, I've seen situations where the creative team is so locked down. The, the only way to talk to someone in your organization is to fill out like three forms and then get put on a waiting list. And it's like a ticket system. It's like, this is, this is too much too, right? <laughs> like you, you got to have both. And one beautiful <laughs> example I've seen of it is, Actually, the way I don't know if they're still structured this way, but New Spring Church, um, they literally treated each ministry inside of their church like a client. And so they had a client, a dedicated like liaison. You might call it an account rep or a creative director or whatever in agency world. And their job was to kind of like advocate for the ministry and interpret and also walk them through a process and say, hey, we're not just going to ghost you. The answer is not you know, crickets, like we will work on your project. Here's what's in front of you. Like we'll bring you in. We'll have mood meeting with you. Um, I am, my job is to interpret for you and cast vision for the team and like, make sure you've got what you need and like checking on you doing, doing postmortems, making sure the project went well with the people it was for. Um, and so when you have, when you're like partnering along with them, rather than like putting the Dukes up, then, you know, like people are much more receptive to hearing, hey, it's going to be two weeks later or, hey, senior pastor just dropped this on our plate. We're going to have to push this back or, hey, what you're asking for is insane. Like nobody gets that in <laughs> in our church. Like so nobody is allowed yeah. to have that level of attention. We're, we're not buying a new cinema camera just for your your camp promo. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Who, who, whose turn is it? I feel like uh, I've, I just keep wrecking all the turns as usual. No, I don't. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I will. I will go. I will say this because I just was having this thought like. Uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are on this, but like for me, like, cause obviously like I, I struggle with, uh, project man or managing my time, I guess. But for me, like personally, I feel like I honestly do my best work when I'm kind of under the gun. Like if I'm like doing things kind of last minute, I do better work. And whenever, like if a client gives me like a really long timeline, like they're like, yeah, this is due in April. Like for me, I'm like, uh, like it makes me like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'll, I always wait to like, it's artificial like, deadlines, Ash. Yeah. Like I won't, I don't know. I like, I do, I feel like I do better if someone's like, I need this by two weeks, like hard date. Okay, cool. Like I know, like then I start working on it and I like, I don't know, but if I have a really long time, I'm still going to wait till it's like right when it's due. You know what I mean? Like, and then I just think about it for those few weeks. I don't know. I do better working quickly. I think that's, yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's just like a muscle that you've like, you've like flexed the most. So you're like, I, this, this is the strongest arm I got. This is yeah. the best. Yeah. Like I could, this is the way I do it. <laughs> I think there's, I think like building in and understanding your own like interest of working on a project and like what happens quickly and what, what usually takes a little bit of time is really individual. And that's where it gets it can get complicated or just unique working with a team because sometimes you can have editors that like can sort footage in like two hours and then some, and then, but then like actually editing, they're like going through different effects for like three and a half days and the other way around where you might have somebody who it takes them, takes them 72 hours to get through footage and then yeah. they, but they land on like a cinema style and an editing style really quickly. And it's funny cause like the, the, the cake gets baked in the same amount of time. And so I think just like recognizing where you, it's like the perfect Venn diagram of like what, what part of the process you enjoy most and like what part of the process you're like best at and like marrying those as clear, clean as possible. Dude, if you like, I, I would, I would transition from talking from talking about it as if, you are waiting out a deadline and just try to talk about it. Like you're, you're really uh, into like a sprint model and try to like develop that super fast paced kind of way of working on a project and maybe yeah. you can even break that into like a, and you could, I mean, here's like business stuff. You could even sell it as like a sprint model, a totally mm-hmm. different price point, a totally different flow. Like those, th- those are strengths that you can absolutely turn into something that yeah. is beneficial to your process. Yeah, that's interesting. I love that. Yeah. And you kind of do because like two to three week turn time is pretty tight. Like, for, yeah. especially being outside an, uh, an organization. Like if you were on staff somewhere, like they would yeah. expect faster. But like somebody starts a conversation with me, like they're paying extra to get stuff in three weeks or I'm selling them no, depending on other things ahead of them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think I think and I think that, that there's something to be said, too, for to what you to piggyback off what you're saying trace like some things just go better and faster if you do it as a sprint on purpose like website projects i've been astonished like some of them can take four months of steady work from a team and some of them can take you know six days of like hard work and like like for events or things where it's like hey like oh shoot this came up we gotta get something up and the product ends up being pretty darn comparable, but this one took just way more hours than the other for kind of no 
reason that you can yeah. you can feel on the other end of the project. Right. Um, so I think some of it comes down to like the type of work too, and like what we're talking about. And then yeah, other times, for sure. Like I, Ashley, have you ever experienced like you're you've got a deadline coming up, and you're like, ah, oh, crap! I had another great idea, but I don't have time to include it before I got to ship it. Has that ever yeah, happened to you? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's where that, that bites me, like, not all the time, but enough to where I'm like, I need to not wait in so long to get started on this yeah, thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I definitely, I do, yeah, that. But I love your idea, Trace, about um, kind of marketing that skill um, because, I don't know. I, I do like working quickly. I like to, I like to work quickly and I like to get something done and then move on and then move on to the next thing. Like, I don't like lingering projects that like linger forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I'm like, Oh, this is taking too long. Like, I just want to get it done and then move on and get it done and move on, you know, check yep. it off my list. Yeah. I, I would, I've been wanting to experiment with that. I, I, my goal is to do it this year, like maybe Q4 or something like that. But I have these contracts with agencies that are like just essentially retainers, but then I'll get these like one-off branding projects. And I was thinking of like, is there a way like, I wonder if there's a way for me to just not do the branding projects now, but like sell essentially like a sprint, uh, like a three and a half week, four week project, these branding, these branding projects, like back to back Q4. Like, can I just do like seven brands? Like book and, them ahead and, of time. You know, yeah. Like, like, hey, can I just October like is your back month. to back? Yeah. Yeah. At a, like a set price, you know, and like th these are the parameters. I thought about kind of seeing if I would batch it like that or how it would work, but you should try it and see if it works. Tell me yeah, how it goes. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, can you talk about um, like the, you know, we've talked a lot about like the team aspect of this and the getting stuff done and my personal sanity. Can you talk about like the quote unquote client side, whether it's an actual, you know, client for freelance or through your agency that you and your husband run or, you know, a church ministry or just whoever is on the receiving end of a project. Like what are things that you do to just ensure quality, make sure they're taken care of, um, all that good stuff? Yeah, I think for us, um, I think Miami plays a big part in how creatives kind of operate um, and our success with clients and things like that. Um, and from the studio side, um, uh, we found ourselves doing a bit of, I would say, education. You also have to look at, um, as a studio, where you land in, in terms of the kind, the kind of clientele that you're picking up. And obviously, the larger budget clientele, people that hire agencies more often because of whatever industry they may be in, they may be more accustomed to the workflow and the way a project is handled. Whereas sometimes more of the, the line that my husband and I, we've, we ended up falling in, um, is more one-off. So you're creating a logo for a company, they may come back and then they need a website, things like that, where we found ourselves doing a lot of education, which is a lot of time spent in an interaction that neither one of us enjoyed doing. And so something that we implemented was what we call the Kickstarter. And it was basically a form that we would have our, our clients or anybody interested would fill this out. 
And it was a way of kind of filtering people in and out. So we purposely asked during questions or we would put budget parameters or things like that to kind of filter people out because eventually a few years into that, we were just kind of worn out by that entire process. So that's something that we implemented and we found some success in, but part of the reason why we've kind of deviated from client work is because that drains us so much. And it, it may just be Miami. It may just be the people that we purposely attracted when we were doing that actively. And so that was something that we both decided we are not going to uh, pursue. And so if we take clients now, it's very much one-offs and things that we're uh, passionate about. In terms of the church world, it's a little different. You can't really say no to the client, which is you're supporting the entire body of a church from the programming to the brand of the church to the ministries that make up the church, you know, so it's a game of time and slotting them in and conversations. And so um, there, there's moments in that space where I, I am the bad guy. So if you were to talk to some of the ministries, <laughs> they would tell you they didn't entirely love when I would walk into the room or, or something like that because they knew what I, I was coming that. in. The the, the design community is like, oh, Carrie, oh, cool. And then your own <laughs> church is like, oh, that girl. Oh, yeah. no, she, she always you know, tells but, me no, and it's going to take a yeah, long time. Unfor- unfortunately, I did develop a little bit of that rep. And so it, it and it was just part of what I had to do in order to be able to produce um, and meet the expectations that I had to meet. And, and then it's negotiating, you know, it's like, okay. I have X amount of time, go for it. No, this just brings up something I think is a really interesting dynamic in these relationships is whether or not money changes hands. So, you know, obviously if you, you guys, you talked about the example of your agency, like y'all filter people based on, you know, do they seem like a good fit based on the kickoff form fill, but then in church space, like, you know, you're, you're in in some ways incentivized to not work as hard. Like you don't have, like your life is better, the less good of a job that you do kind of thing. Like they're they're tugging against each other. You can relax more if you're not like really killing it for everybody. Um, But so like with the, when there's money changing hands, things are a little bit clear because somebody says, Hey, like I'm paying you for the thing. We're going to follow the process. We're going to do the thing. Um, But I just would love to kind of explore and unpack you know, whether you're doing stuff for friends and family or a nonprofit, Trace, I know you, you've done some some pretty cool projects along uh, very intentional like nonprofit things. And then uh, obviously in the context of a church, because most of our audience here either works on staff at a church as a designer, creator, videographer or, uh, you know, communications, marketing, managerial type of, of position. But um, and, and, and this is a really, really long question. <laughs> And is there anything we can take from the paid transaction that seems to work pretty well where we've got gates and filters um, and can we take it over here to church world, I guess, is the the way I'm. I don't know. Did I freeze? I got you. I got you. I can hear you. You have not frozen. It's a beautiful question, by the way. Wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to get better at I wanna, getting. That was great. That's great. A two paragraph question down into. That's that's my next interviewer level up when I involve. I'm that's just great. waiting for them to answer because I don't I don't even know what your question is. So I'm just gonna piggyback <laughs> on what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. 
Oh my God. Okay. I'll, I'll answer it as if I do know exactly what you're asking. Um, no, just kidding. I am uh, picking on you, Josh. The, uh, the thought I had, I think I can bring up one of the things Carrie said. It's just the, the education part. I mean, in my experience, that is like 50% of your job. If you're anywhere close to leadership or client relation, like 50 dare I say 70% of your job is like, it's like, let's hold hands. Okay. So what we're going to do is breathe. <laughs> we're going to talk about what this, like, it is just such a, uh, it's such like a um, interactive process that is in, can be incredibly draining. There are shortcuts like developing Google slide decks that break down examples of how projects have gone in the past resources on things to read that are can say things better than you i that i that's i do that all the time like providing clients with resources because there's people way smarter than me but like this is how this is how what we can expect from this type of process this is how i've handled processes in the past um but that sense of an educator, I think that that is like absolutely gonna, has to translate translates from the church side to agency. Now, I think there is a there probably is a, a breaking a break point where a, spe- a certain size client is like, we've been doing campaigns for you know a hundred years. We understand like working with Coca-Cola, it's like, we know what, to, we know how, we know how to work with an agency. And if you're not willing to work how we work with an agency, then you're out. And like, this is how we do these things. And so like, they get it. They understand pitches. They understand surveys. They understand research. They get it all. But then there is like the, the breaking point though, is at the same time, a majority of what my experience, a majority of clients and agencies like, are doing so much education, whether the budget is 30K or like $180,000. It's like, okay, so what happens in a web project? And you're like, you're spending a quarter of a million dollars. I hope, like, that's a great question. So uh, let's like, let's walk through what that is. So I think that, I think, so yeah, I'm just kind of circling around that idea of the educator. Like that's always gonna be there. That's something that you can do for your church um, and for, for like an agency client. is provide and build some sort of thing that gives them the resources to better understand a timeline or a project. It could be a series of meetings. It could be a deck. It could be your personal process. It could be like a, um, like a specific, um, like deliverable type of, uh, like breakdown. But I think that's always like super helpful. I think that's fantastic. And in order to, effectively educate somebody you're talking about kind of a range of client um acumen or like where they're at education wise quote unquote like you've got to take a second and get to know them and think about where they're at mm-hmm. um yeah and so like i know for my clients like i'm it, it one thing it's going to come across real preachy and awful if you are educating at the wrong level right and so understanding as quickly as possible what is yeah. their experience working in type of this type of thing? So, what are I have been shut down before, which feels awful. It feels terrible. So yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Like know where they're at because I've been pitching, like just running through process and they just like cut, they like unmute and they're like, 
Yeah, so we kind of understand all this. Can we move on to the next section? And you're like, stab me in the heart. Okay. Sorry, my dumb face was talking. I will never speak again. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like, and then there's other times where like you turn around and that is like wildly helpful and it was like a pivotal moment in the project. So like, I'm always just trying to get somebody to better than where they're at. Like maybe not ideal, but like what is a better version of your project look like? And like, if you guys are starting here, I don't like make you feel bad. If you're starting over here, like, cool. Like, you know, let's, let's have that conversation. But Kara, you got anything? I agree with Tress. I mean, again, for us, we implemented whatever we thought would work for the agency and our proposals. Even we would put like the process. So phase one, phase two, phase three, here's what to expect. Um, and we would review that with clients because yeah, they didn't understand. I think some of that also translates to the church world because you're working with people who are in a ministry, they're pastors or whatever, their worship team mm -hmm. or so they don't understand certain things. So yes, I think education, like you were saying, is a big aspect of that. And you do spend a lot of time there and translating a lot of documenting it or just having conversations. I think it's part of, as far as the, you were, you were asked, you were asking because cash tends to um, kind of help that, you know? Um, I think when I was at, uh, at VU, I, I would think through how can I, take the agency model that's a little bit more structured and cleaner and implemented into the ch church world. And I, and there are churches that I think have achieved a, a rhythm like new spring. And I think um, elevation has a great um, plan to, they also have a team of project managers, which is staffing that not every church has. And so in my case, I just found that spending time in, incorporating that into the organizational structure was too much work. And so I never really, the most I got to implementing was like a design request form that automated into like a base camp thing that then we'd, we would manage. Um, but other than that, not too much because it would just require too much of my time to kind of manage that process, establish it first, and then try and maintain it and then kind of I don't know, teach it as new staff and things come. So I don't know if somebody solves this, please, please let us know. <laughs> That's what you're here for, Carrie. You solve it. You're here to give, the give us the, the advice. It's, yeah. funny it's funny because that same system where essentially like dropping requests into a, into a Slack channel was exactly like how we did it. Like at the Bible project, that's exactly how it happened at an organization with 60 plus people. That's exactly how we, like, the same thing happened that way. Like that's if it broke out of like a, cause we'll do like um, quarterly, like monthly and quarterly planning and like going through projects that way. But if there was like a, like a, something that didn't show up in those meetings, it was the same way. It was just a Slack channel. Just be like, Hey, help. And then you had to approach it that way. And it was like, okay, all right. So yeah, sometimes there's just, there's just not a, there's, that's the best route. It's to stay fluid. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, you know, I, not to keep like pushing my original point through in all these conversations, but I think that finding that sweet spot, like that cross between uh, it's as simple as possible, but like we also have a game plan for things that happen regularly. 
And so if it's some crazy request and like you're saying in the you know Bible project example, like, oh, this thing happened, like we've got to scramble slack. I don't know what I'm doing. Like it is awful for you to then go, sorry, Jennifer, you got to go fill out form X before we can schedule a meeting to talk about. Your right. Thing, right. Like it's a team effort. We're trying to like solve the problem together. But then if you've got, you know, hey, uh, the women's retreat is coming up again this year. Uh, it's in two weeks. Can I get some promo graphics? Uh, Carrie, please help. Please help. You say, love of God, like we do this for we have events eight times a year. We have a process we flow through. We talked about this three years ago. Yeah. It's now year three of you like ruining my life every September. Um, <laughs> and so like, I, that's why I say like, d- at keep. At Josh me, has been okay. hurt before. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's lashing out. <laughs> yeah. The um, and I I think that part of this part of our responsibility to own in this is don't get dogmatic with the people on either side of it. Don't get dogmatic with the designers. Don't get dogmatic with your quote unquote clients. Yeah. The thing that you are bulldogging and championing and like being ruthless with is efficiency. With the number of meetings, the types of meetings, who's at meetings, how often are they happening, uh, the outline form, how many fields are in this form that I'm asking people to constantly fill out. Because if you're like, hey, I need to know just a litany, like 38 questions of details for us to do a sermon series, people are not going to like, even if they are willing to do the work, they're going to be sad every time their first touch point with you is a sad one. Right. Yeah. And so you like, got to tell them do better. It's sad. Figure it out. Work, work really hard to like be delightful when you can work really hard to harvest four answers out of one question in a form. Still have the form. Still have a plan. And like with your base camp, like do you have or your project management system? Hey, everybody, you got to stay in base camp. You got to follow the rules. The rules are simple, though. I'm not asking you to update every sub item. And like we've got 19 tiers of a sermon series. That's overkill for our church of 300 people and our staff of two creatives. Um, So like just keep it as dumb and simple as possible. And that's what you get ruthless about is that middle ground, the interaction points. It is your job to make that effective, delightful, simple, streamlined as possible. Well said. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Got really passionate about form fill. Yes. For a second. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, like through all this, like I said, I don't, I'm not good with, you know, I don't like this, this kind of stuff working for like the first agency I worked for back in, oh gosh, it was like 2013. They taught me like all these um, type of things, like as far as even like file, like file organization, like how we um, upload oh, projects. We, like, I could talk about files forever, Ashley. That's yeah. a whole separate episode. Not today. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, okay. But anyway, all that to say, because of those things, even though I didn't like learning that, cause it's just not fun for me, it does still play out in the way that I do work today. Um, Boom. so yeah, so it, it, it is helpful. Yeah, it is helpful for sure, but it's just not my favorite thing in the whole world. Yeah. Great, actually, great point. You got to eat your vegetables. <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to. You need them nutrients and you get constipated. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this has been great. Um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, we got to draw something, guys. We got to get into our time. It's time to make a mark. 
And I, I haven't thought we the the chat has been a just colossal bummer today. <laughs> Zeke, just literally Dustin, dead. <laughs> love you guys. Thanks for showing up. But sweet lord, like nobody came in through in the chat today, which is a, a weird. It made me sad. Y'all are the y'all are the fifth person on the. They're on too the busy podcast. taking notes. Yeah, oh, they're it. too busy that's project it. managing crazy, themselves. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> they're signing up for Notion right now. They're like changing their life. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't have a prompt because normally we ask them 30 minutes. I ago. do. You do, Ashley. What you got? Well, just based on like you just said, eat your vegetables, because I think it is like it is like you. the project managing is eating your vegetables. Right. It's like something you have to do. Nobody wants to, but you probably should. So I think we should do like a vegetable thing. I love it. All right, Great. guys. Bed so details. you got your Sharpie. Bed details, you got your yes. paper. Uh, we got Wait, 60 seconds. What do you mean a vegetable? We're trying thing? a veggie. Yeah, what do you mean? <laughs> no, nope, that's all you get. Straw vegetables. That's all you get. Okay, 60 Ready, seconds. Ready, go. All right. How many vegetables? Is pineapple a vegetable? <laughs> Quote of the day. That is absolute madness. Pineapple vegetable. Oh God, broccoli. Okay. Whoa, you drawing broccoli too? I actually started with broccoli, and it turned into mushrooms, and I'm much happier with that choice. This is harder when you don't really know your vegetables. I'm not well versed in veggies. That's what I'm figuring out right now. <laughs> vegetables, uh, apples. Uh, I don't know what this is, but All right, guys, maybe? vegetable quiz is over. Wait, just okay. was that a minute? Holy cats! Yep, holy All cats! Right. All right, everybody, show holy your cats. work. Wow, this oh, is. I drew, I drew, oh, I drew a bunch. <clears throat> I don't know, Ooh. pineapple, broccoli, yeah. tomato. They're so fun. Guys, wow. I would say this is the tightest grouping we've ever had in quality. <laughs> Ashley, oh, that's pretty broccoli. <laughs> next, next challenge for you is you're not allowed to put a face on it. Oh, Every, see, I can't. I can't we, not put a face. I just can't. We, I think we've been doing this <laughs> this exercise for about 12 episodes now, and you humanize every single one. Every single one, one has to have, like, cartoon eyes. Yeah, that's just like, the way my like brain goes. You, You've turned a, a a bloody cowboy hat into uh, it had it had it was smiling like you've yeah. done it all. It <laughs> doesn't has matter to. what it is. <laughs> oh, guys, this has been great. Here's here's the the folks in the chat. Everybody's working today. Everybody's busy. It's a busy Josh, busy right. week for everybody. Apparently, Wrap Josh just said week. mine looks like a still life. Thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna acknowledge that co that comment because that's exactly what I was going for. I was going for salsa ingredients, still yeah. life version. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of like a, a wallpaper from the 90s or something that you would have like in your kitchen, you know, with like the little uh, like. I'll send it to you. You can do that. <laughs> okay. <it. laughs> Thanks. Uh, love you guys. Um, huge shout out to our guests for joining us in today's episode. We'll have links to them down below in the show notes. Uh, if you've enjoyed today, please drop a comment in the video. I'm very, very disappointed in the live chat. So please make up for it in the comments and reviews today. afterwards. I didn't realize how much I was, I was really looking forward to hearing our silent guests in the episode and they just, they, they were a no show. 
It, you, you hate to see it, but uh, <laughs> Trace, Carrie, you guys were delightful and made up for it. And uh, Ashley, always a pleasure. Love Thanks you guys. Thanks for being Until here, guys. next week. Adios. Thank yeah. you, guys. This yeah. Thanks for joining us today. Hope you had as much fun as I did. You can join us live for recordings on YouTube Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern. We'd love to have you come hang out with us in the live chat. You can follow along on Instagram at makingamarkpod to help us make these episodes. That's right. You'll be voting on topics, nominating guests, and tagging us in your work for a chance to have it featured on an episode. Visit makingamarkpod.com for even more info and context. This is home base, but Instagram is probably where the party's at. If you like the show and want more of this, share a link to the episode with a friend. Until next time, adios.